rather fitting given all the updates I have for you this week. This, up, this current episode is called Confronting My Own Hounds, where we do a deep dive into what it's been looking like for me to confront my personal hounds at the threshold. But before we do that, I'm going to give you some updates. I have an Instagram. As many people know, it's Call to a Mentor. Instagram. I have been very active on one of my personal coaching idols, Instagram, Angel Richardson, or Life Coaches Rock. And I've been a huge participant in her lives and everything, and I've managed to actually get in front of the camera, which was huge for me. I mentioned wanting to be a YouTuber once I got licensed. You know, to both drum up business and to generally help people who can't necessarily afford a life coach, because life coaching services do not come cheap. They justify the amount of work that it takes to become a life coach. And she said something very interesting to me. She said, how many times do you think I've been asked to see my certification in 20 years? And I had no idea. I had assumed it was north of two. It was apparently none. (laughs) Much to my embarrassment, it was none. And then she's like, I want you to make your YouTube before you're certified. And when your idol tells you to do something, that generally means maybe should. You don't have to, but maybe you should. I am a very self-conscious person. You can probably tell that in the podcast that I am not. I am very confident when I'm writing. I am a whole lot less confident when I am speaking. I am a lot less confident when a camera is in front of me. In person, I'm fine. I'm great. I am good at projecting confidence when a person is sitting in front of me. As soon as a recording device of any kind, I don't know why, but anytime those get involved, I get twitchy. I get nervous. I look at the video of me on Angel Richardson's stream, and I I know this is such a passe word, but I cringe. I am not I did not look nearly as polished as the other girls who ended up on his her stream. And I was just like, oh, oh, I look like a beginner. I look like I don't know what I'm doing and I sound like I don't know what I'm doing. But she gets all excited about my comments that I'm writing and she's really into it. But then I opened my mouth and my inexperience shows and my inner critic starts getting real loud. So what I've been doing over on my Instagram is I've been putting myself in front of the camera for what I've been calling screen tests. It's where I just sit and do funny little things, like waving my fan and looking funny, and just getting used to having a camera in front of me, getting used to a piece of technology looking at me while I'm moving. Because if you've been on my feed, you know I have no problem showing my face. 
under very certain conditions and in certain angles. There, it just, it impacts the control freak in me to not have it be completely controllable while I'm moving. (laughs) So that's one hound I've been confronting lately. being said part of this part of this podcast this backlog of my adventure if you will is to address how i've been implementing the things we've discussed as we just discussed (laughs) to show the work that i'm practicing what i preach this vulnerability it doesn't come easily or altogether naturally to me shocking though that might be for someone with a blog and an Instagram, and a podcast in which they detail a very large-scale and personal life change. But there are things in my history that much of the revealing of my own weaknesses is, it becomes a challenge. But if one is to guide others in overcoming their challenges, it's necessary to confront one's own. In this particular case, this involves the disquiet that is found in being seen, to risk being analyzed, judged, and found wanting in some way, to look in the mirror and see that no one else sees an imposter with a mask, rather they see an individual who seeks to help them. So please indulge me as I use a few of my own personal trials to summarize what we've been discussing thus far. Now, I'm going to name and befriend my hounds. In order of size, let's discuss my particular pack of hounds that have driven me further from my goals. It is not large, you know, certainly not as large as some people's pack is going to be, but there are enough there that are of a considerable size to create trouble should they be allowed to drive me any further from my goals. Fear and anxiety around money. Monetary concerns have been a constant factor from early on, pretty much as far back as I can remember. We were always skirting the poverty line, and when we became a single-income household, we spent a considerable amount of time below it or barely riding. Money was spoken of with fear and resentment of those who had enough to thrive. It was utilized by others close to us, as something of a moral barometer, a means of saying how superior and together one's life is because constant struggle for money or around both chronic and mental illness has not left those better off to drain to do much else. This would, of course, lead to a rather desperate outlook when it comes to money, a fear of never having enough and a fear of having too much will strip away one's ability to comprehend and wish to assist in obvious suffering. A fear that climbing onto such a pedestal will cause one to forget the feeling of having to stare up at the base from below. As a quick side note, I am fully cognizant that has not happened to me after I've become more financially secure, but it's still a creeping paranoia in the back of my head. An anxiety about leaning on others or being viewed as a charity case has led me to put off or decline help offers to help when, in, when I've been in need. 
Such a mindset surrounding money may keep someone in survival mode and thus technically alive, but it is not a life. Such a mindset has, of course, led to nothing good, and the only path forward is to work towards releasing it and moving forward. Thus starts a new economic strategy, each week splitting my paycheck by five. Bills in school, debt repayment, savings, investment, and then living off the remainder as I continue to grow both money and credit into good standing. Which update, my credit is finally in fair standing, so yay that. is discomfort and shame around asking for help. I'm not really one who likes to accept offers of assistance, my pride reading that as me taking the easy way. But if I don't suffer and struggle every single step of the way, I didn't really earn it. A thought, by the way, which only applies to me. Working until burnout is what the lowest form of my pride views as the only valid way for me to achieve my goals. But, working until burnout will often leave you too exhausted to pursue much of anything, never mind changing a substantial part of your life. To get what one wants and to have the presence of mind to be able to maintain it, assistance is eventually necessary. Humans are social creatures, we build our entire way of living around the need for other people. Gas station clerks, retail workers, delivery drivers, loved ones mental health professionals, physical health professionals. In every way, we need to rely on others to go about our day. So why feel like a burden every time you require assistance? And I promise you, the next section after this is not going to be about how I plan to just get over it. It's more along the lines of accepting the offers that have been handed to me and find ways to make myself useful in the interim. Which, as of right now, means working towards the things that I'm afraid to be doing. (laughs) It means a lot of things. But it's changes that are necessary. inner critic. Now, due to the way I grew up, predominantly about things we just previously discussed and other things that we've talked about before, I have a very loud inner critic who is just determined to make me normal, to make me aggressively like everybody else. And I don't mean that in a not like other girls kind of way. I mean like not to stand out in any way. The inner critic wants me to blend in to the general populace and not have a thought or opinion of my own that I express out loud at all. And that inner critic doesn't care that I lived that life and was miserable. The inner critic doesn't care because the inner critic was taught from very early on and absorb the lesson that that is the life I deserve. 
and that it's hubris to think that I, a human being, deserves anything else when it doesn't feel that way about literally anyone else. And that is one of the biggest hounds, now that I think about it, that drives all the other ones forward. But it's an important one. It's one that needs to be addressed, and is being addressed. Which is part of what's going on over the Instagram right now. It's me learning a whole lot of self-acceptance, and that's the hardest thing on earth to learn. I also think I'm paranoid about becoming another one of the people that the internet loves to mock. I'm not going to name names because I don't want their community here. I don't want their community anywhere near me. But I've always been afraid of becoming one of the internet punching bags. To the point where I would watch with morbid fascination back in the day, back before I started doing my own self-love journey, I was deep in the midst of the hater nation or whatever the heck they call themselves. The trolls, those. I was I never got involved, but I always spectated. And I I really dislike that about myself now, but I was in such a dark place at that point in time that it didn't even occur to me till later that I was being part of the problem. And I'm doing everything in my power now to kind of make up for participating in that way. Because that's not who I am. That's, that doesn't align with who I am as a person. That aligns with the part of me that is afraid to be on the other side of the chalk circle. Which... In case anyone's wondering what the hell the chalk circle is, it's a part of something I wrote in a long-since-deleted blog where I described growing up in an emotionally abusive household is sitting in the middle of a chalk circle that has elaborate designs all around you. No matter what, even if you're on the outside of the circle, the only way you got out is by getting chalk onto you. You're still marked. You're still in the target radius as long as you interact, which is why a lot of the people who are most guilty of that I have very limited contact with, if any at all. Because I realized the only way I'd ever have time or space to wash the chalk off myself was if I wasn't engaging all the time. And I realized that by participating in these groups and these sorts of anti-fan bases, I was just enacting my own abuse onto someone else who can't eat, who can't benefit or grow from it, even as much as these groups will tell themselves that they can. They can't, they won't, and you're in fact ruining at least one of their lives for your laugh. But it's me coming to terms with the fact that that is in my upbringing, that I really harmed myself. Not physically, but like by trying so desperately to reject that part of my history. And to try to play into it to gain approval of people who are never going to give it to me. 
and that it's unlearning those lessons. honestly my three primary hounds and there's easily a dozen pups that follow them that are all associated with the core three in some way but as I address these more than likely some of those will leave of their own accord as of this moment I'm focusing on addressing a rather large lifestyle change and all the micro decisions that come with that that will hopefully address the three big hounds and that means saying goodbye to a lot of things, saying goodbye to the habits I had, saying goodbye to my lower forms of pride, goodbye to my history that no longer serves me. And those are, those are very difficult things to say goodbye to, but they're necessary in this case. I'm also saying hello to things as well though. You know, as often as the way when you say goodbye to something, it usually means you're saying hello to something else. I'm saying hello again to old friends and new ones where I'm actually putting myself out there and taking a closer look at my circle of friends and living in my truth of who I know I can trust. I'm saying hello to a more healthy lifestyle and a life balance. Saying hello to the higher aspects of myself that want what's best for me in my future not what maintains the pattern of what has always been. I hope that you join me in greeting these things, friends, and in saying goodbye to whatever hounds you have to say goodbye to. It's a very difficult journey, but it is a necessary one. Yours in adventure and friendship, Caitlin.